Welcome to Crime Time. You're listening to Leonetti's Detection Selection. Welcome to Crime Time, a weekly podcast discussing all things crime, thriller, horror, suspense, and mystery fiction. This is episode 18, season 2. I'm Lee. That guy is Eddie. It's me, Eddie. And uh, we've got a great show today. I personally would like to assure everyone that today's show is of the highest, most optimal quality. You can hold Eddie to that. Yeah, you can hold me to that. Tell us, tell us, tell us what we're talking about. (laughs) So this week we're going to be talking about Sue Grafton. A fave here at Crime Time Podcast. A fave here at Crime Time Podcast. We haven't spoken about her for a while and we thought no one should have to go back into the archives and listen to the bad sound quality that happened all those many moons ago. Please don't. Please don't go back to the first episodes. Don't go back. Go forward. You you can't go home again. Am I right, Eddie? (laughs) I mean, that's a bit much, (laughs) but I'm going to agree. So we're going to be talking about Sue Grafton. We're going to be talking about Baby Driver. Baby Driver. Yeah. Is it about... A driver that is a baby? Find out. Okay. Stay tuned. All right. Boom. And we're going to be doing a little bit of another blast from the past. We're going to be talking about trash. Trash. Trash redux, if you will. High class. (laughs) But first, baby driver. I'm guessing it's a... It's either a television series, it's a uh-huh, book, it's uh-huh. a movie, it's a comedy sketch show. Right, okay. I mean, you've covered a lot of bases here. <laughs> it's actually an opera. No. <laughs> well, in a way. Hmm, interesting. So it's the latest Edgar Rice film. Okay. So you might know him from Hot Fuzz. Yes, I know that film. Right? Mm-hmm. And are you faking? I kind of. No, no, I, <laughs> I haven't seen it. Right. But I know of it. Sure, yeah. It's like a buddy cop film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, World's End and I think he also did Shaun of the Dead. Ah, I haven't seen that either, but right. wildly successful. Yeah, yeah. So what you expect from Edgar Rice is great cinematography, great aesthetic, pretty solid comedy, but not a whole lot of well-strung together plot. Right, okay. Is, is how I would tend to think of think of rice that's your opinion on rice that's my opinion can on we rice. call him edgar which is an amazing name it's a great name and i prefer to say that i'm not altogether keen on edgar than i'm not altogether keen on rice because i love rice <laughs> <laughs> both the food and Anne. <laughs> that's right. Anne rice. <laughs> i was a teen vampire fan <laughs> have we ever reviewed her i don't think so we should well listen to this space isn't she interview with a vampire yes it should go without saying that we've spoken about her yeah but we haven't we haven't Fools. We'll come back to that. Right. Okay. Any Anne Rice fans out there? Yeah. Feel free to blast us. Let us come know. for us. Drag us. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. So, Baby Driver. Basically, there's this young guy. He was in a accident with his parents when he was like, well, maybe six or seven, mm-hmm. and uh, he survived, but his parents didn't. Batman. Right. He's Batman. Yeah. No, he's not Batman. <laughs> because of that accident, he's had tinnitus, mm-hmm. which is that ringing in your ear. Yeah. And it's really quite severe, so he's always listening to music to kind of drown out the tinnitus. Right. He also um, was a bit of a delinquent, bit of a hoodlum, was constantly stealing cars. What a scallywag. Right, yeah. And he's really, really good at driving. Okay, right. So one day, and this is backstory, not actually, you know, you don't see this, but it's backstory. Mm -hmm. So one day he steals a, like, kingpin crime guy's car worst person to steal a car right yeah Yeah. with a bunch of gear in the back so and by gear 
I mean, le drugs. <laughs> le drugs. <laughs> As they are called in France. And uh, I think he like, yeah, he steals it, hoons around in it, gets rid of it. And then this kingpin tracks him down and says, oh, baby. Oh, my. Oh, baby. And that is his name. His name is Baby. Oh, his name is Baby. Well, he has, his, like, code name is Baby. Yeah, right. So, like, all the crime people have, like, different names, like, Buddy and Bats and, like, Darling and, like, stuff like that. So the kingpin is Baby. No, no, no. Baby's the driver. Okay. Yeah, the yeah. baby driver. Baby driver. I, I see where this is going. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's all unfolding. Uh-huh, it's a uh-huh, beautiful tapestry. Uh-huh. I love it. So he has to pay him back. And the way he's paying him back is being the getaway driver for various heists that this kingpin, AA, AKA Kevin Spacey, yes, organizes. Right. Right. Yes. So here's where we are. Oh, what a dilemma right. Baby has gotten himself into today. Right? Oh my goodness. Baby doesn't have a hope. <laughs> <laughs> oh, baby. Oh, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Who picked that name? Did he pick that name? Was I it think, given it to him? I think maybe his mum called him Baby. Oh. Which is cute. I have a real soft yeah. spot for this character. Right? Yeah. So there's like some great like driving around scenes where he's like doing some sick drifting to like some great music. It's got a really great soundtrack. And then he meets a girl. He meets a girl. Her name is Deborah, And he decides he's got to get out of the game. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's got an amazing skill set, but he wants love. Yeah. Yeah. So his foster father is deaf. So there's like lots of great scenes of them like signing together and his like foster father being like, what are you listening to? Putting his hand on the speaker and being like, yeah, nice one. (laughs) (laughs) And then um, he's like, you gotta, you gotta stop. So he does one last heist. He's paid off the kingpin. Yeah. And he's like, cool, I'm out of the game. He gets a job as a pizza driver. Good on him. Right. He's working that skill set of driving. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. But uh, Kevin Spacey will not let it go. Because that's what happens once you're in. Once you're in, you're, you're in. in. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. There's no real easy way out. No. 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 What I, that's what I hear. Yeah. Yeah. So it's all about him trying to get out, him, you know, being a baby driver, great yeah. music. I feel like it's a bit of a spoof in the same way that Hot Fuzz was a bit of a spoof. Mm. It's a little bit less, I guess, overtly spoofing. Mm. But you have all of these kind of tropes that come out of not exactly of the heist film, but of the crime film. Mm -hmm. So like hijinks, capers variety. Like mistakes leading to things. No, no, not mistakes. More like, I guess, like adrenaline. Like, you know, we're driving away. We're shooting people. He's getting really uncomfortable with the fact that he's pretty sure slash quite sure slash certain that a lot of these heists that he's driven on, people have been killed. So he's feeling really guilty like that blood's on his hands. Right. Sounds like there's an emotional journey. Yeah. Mm. There's ups, there's downs, mm. there's side to side, because there's great music. Hey. <laughs> yeah, I'd have to say i give it like maybe three, three and a half stars. No halves in this game, Eddie. <sighs> three stars. Okay. Okay. You didn't love it. I didn't love saying. it. I didn't okay. love it. Yep. There was some great music. There was a pretty good plot, a little bit of a thin characterization on Deborah, the girl. Like, I'm a bit like, who is she? Why is she like, okay, baby, let's get in a car and like... <laughs> I don't know. I guess I can relate in some ways. I'm like, oh, he's so good at driving. <laughs> I'm going to jump in that he's got, car. He's got great music taste. But who, you know, who is Deborah? Who is Deborah? Other than I'm going to say Tracy Chapman singing Fast Car. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Like she's like, you've got a fast car. Like she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to take it to anywhere. Mm-hmm. Anything mm-hmm. is better. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So she's it just seems, living for the moment. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it seems like she's Tracy Chapman singing fast car right and that's the main kind of characterization of her 
I'm okay with that. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess if her backstory is just Tracy Chapman. Yeah, all right. I guess that makes sense. Uh, or does it? <laughs> what makes sense? What is life? You know? <laughs> but yeah, no, there's some great scenes in it. There's a few moments where I'm like, oh, I don't know if I would have... Made the decision that Baby himself made? Or... Yeah, I guess. I guess. So what I'm hearing is great car scenes, great music, pumping adrenaline, story and characterization. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's... I mean, I think the story holds together well. Mm. Probably better than... Most Jamaica Rice's <laughs> oeuvre. Okay, let me put it to you this way. All right. If I messaged you and I was like, hey, Eddie, I'm at the cinema. Should I go see Baby Driver? Tick Y or N. What would you say? I don't think you'd like it. <laughs> there are two boxes, Y or N. Oh, okay. I think it's worth seeing. Okay. Yeah. You heard it here, folks. Baby Driver, worth seeing in cinemas yeah. now. It's no Fast and Furious, though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I know what you're saying. <laughs> like, nobody pushes a torpedo away from a car on some ice. You know what I'm saying? Well, like, while we're talking about action films, I just have to give a shout out to Sharknado 1, 2, and 3 because <laughs> whoever came up with that and got funding for it was a goddamn genius. I have to say, agree to disagree. <laughs> um, for all time, my favorite of that kind of like trashy, bad CGI film. Are you talking about Sharknado? I am talking about Sharknado, yes I am. I would have to say Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus every time. Oh, I've never seen that. Down. Brilliant. Yeah, well, I mean, there's a giant shark, which is a megalodon, like a dinosaur shark, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Giant dinosaur shark. When you do that hand movement, I do. (laughs) (laughs) Nom, nom, nom. And then a giant ass octopus, they've been frozen in time. No, no, no. In, in ice. some ice. Okay. <laughs> right? And then they're like doing some like nuclear testing or something in like a submarine and they blow it up and then suddenly the like ice melts and the mega shark and the giant octopus are fighting all the way across the world. So it's not a buddy film. No, they're not buddies. They're nemesis. Yeah, they're nemesis. Nemesis. Yeah. Well, I'm going to have to check that out as well. Yeah. Cool. Check out Baby Driver, Sharknado 1, 2, and 3 and <laughs> Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus. Well, while we're talking about octopuses, octopi, octopi, octopodes, and sharks, right? This doesn't lead into Sue Grafton at all. But let's <laughs> no, go. It really there. doesn't. Yeah. Well, do you know who lives on the coastline where you might see a giant shark? Or... I, I can't think of anyone that lives on the coastline. I mean, I believe it's uh, our good friend Kinsey Malone. <laughs> Yeah, she lives. Segway. Where does she live? She lives in like Santa. Yeah, so she lives in Santa Teresa, which is a fictional place. Is it? It is. I thought it was a real place. Yeah, it's a reference to, I think, another crime novel that has a place called Santa Teresa. Wow, I love that you remember the name of the town. It was like on the tip of my tongue. I won't lie, I've been on Wikipedia. (laughs) (laughs) Having said that, I'd like to tell you some Grafton facts. So, wait, um, wait, wait, wait. Just the people that might oh, not, right. who are living under a rock that might not know who Sue Grafton is. And don't feel bad if you don't, just feel awful. <laughs> <laughs> Sue Grafton is a crime writer. Right. And she's developed this character called Kinsey Malone. She is quite possibly the unluckiest private investigator in the world. She has many, many books. It's currently A2 Y's about to come out. So yeah. that's a lot of 
a lot of I wonder books. what Y is for. Y is for... Yesterday. That's what oh. it's called. And it comes out on August 22nd. Don't say I never do anything for you people. Oh, well, you've been warned. You've been warned. So she got kicked out of the force, the police force, because she was too badass. And yeah, now kept she's... checking through people's <laughs> mail, which is a federal crime. She's Now she's a private investigator. She gets into a lot of mischief and we love her. We do. We do. So Kinsey Malone. Facts. Facts. Well, she first graced the pages in 1982, I believe. I could be wrong. The first one's set in 1982. Okay. And then, this is something really interesting. So, another long-running crime author with a single character, or I guess group of characters, mm-hmm. would be Patricia Cornwell. Yep. And she has the Case Scarpetta series. And I would say she's been writing for about as long as Sue Grafton. Maybe... A little bit less. I think she started in the early 90s. Right. Late 80s. I see them in a similar category in my yeah, head. Yep. Yeah. They're both goddesses. <laughs> <laughs> With Kay Scarpetta books, you'll have, you know, one that happens and then the next one's maybe, you know, chronologically a year later. And then you might have one that's like five years later. Set in a day. Yeah. Yeah. So. But it jumps. The time isn't yeah, just. Yeah. It, it jumps. But I was reading on wikipedia go on or as they call it in france le wikipedia i'm gonna fact check that but go on le wikipedia (laughs) so apparently you've got a is for alibi set in 1982 that's sue grafton's first book starring kinsey malone and then you've got b c d e e f g h i get confused about the alphabet i did yeah (laughs) a b c d e f g h i j k l m n o p q is for quarry yeah written in 2002 yeah i've read that and it's set when give it a guess uh 1990 1987 whoa so between these books five years passes i'm sorry but how many books is that i'm gonna take it say it's like 21 books or something no (laughs) it's maybe like 11 oh really oh to q to q my apologies right okay in 11 years of books yeah she gets her house blown up. Right. She gets nearly murdered multiple times. Multiple times. She sleeps with a lot of bad guys. She she has such bad taste. She I'm just going to say this straight she has up. bad taste. She's killed several people. She, well, she likes the bad boys. <laughs> right? And then she kills them. Yeah. <laughs> she's, like the, she's like the praying mantis of private investigators. <laughs> I'm just saying a lot has gone down. That's true. Did you know? Are you ready for some Sue Grafton facts? I'm holding my breath. Don't. It's too late. You're turning blue. (laughs) So Sue Grafton, her father, C.W. Grafton, was also a crime author. Don't believe it. Believe it. What? You gotta. Okay, I do then. These are facts. I got them from Wikipedia. Wow. So she's like second generation crime fiction. How proud must her dad be? Well, she's 70. <laughs> she's, 70 she's 77. Jeez Louise. <laughs> so, I mean, like, if you were, like, some obscure job, like, I write, I don't know, travel books about Antarctica. Right. And then your child then went on to be wildly successful writing travel books about Antarctica. You'd be like, chip off the old block. Right? You'd be like, oh. You'd be proud as punch. Yeah. Or if you were a very bitter person, you yeah. might be quite envious. <laughs> The other Grafton fact I have. Go on. I bet it's, I hope it's as good as the last one. Just you wait. Go. All right. So do you know Edward Gorey? No. So Edward Gorey was like an illustrator and he like also, I think maybe did poems. Okay. But often quite uh, creepy or like dark humor. Give me an example. So he wrote a book called The Gashley Crumb Tinies. The what? 
<laughs> and it's an Let's alphabet. Say it again. Gashley Crumb Tinies. Gashley. Yeah. Okay, go on. It's an alphabet poem with uh, illustrations of small children uh, and the various ways that they die. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, no judgment. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> Sue Grafton was really interested in authors who did series with titles based on a theme. So, you know, you've got those ones that do like the days of the week. Uh, that is Nikki French. Yeah. I think this is before, a bit before her time. Yeah. But who's the other person that you like? One is for this, two is. Ah, uh, yeah. So that's the Stephanie Plum. Stephanie Plum. Who's yeah. The Janet Ivanovich. Janet Ivanovich. That's I, right. Yeah. I haven't, I've only read the two. So what you're saying is don't tell the world that I give it an Eddie stamp of approval, Lee. Is that what that look is saying? That's what the look is saying. It does not have an Eddie stamp of approval. I would say they're a fun read, but for me, I felt like Stephanie Plum was a bit of a, I don't know, like, you know, early Taylor Swift. Like, I'm not like other girls, Ah, like kind of a character. Sue Grafton, her character, Kinsey Malone, is a bit like that. She's quite like that, isn't she? Yeah. Yeah. And Stephanie Plum is just always getting into these scrapes that I'm like, don't why what are you doing like she's forever like being like oh you think you're a tough guy well i'm gonna like also be a tough guy and then she gets the crap kicked out of her oh no yeah it's not good stephanie plum but yeah so she's inspired by edward gorey's gashley crumb tinies to use the alphabet right so that's how we get a is for alibi b is for burglar c is for cork cauliflower (laughs) (laughs) can i actually tell you a fact about you and i that you might not know Okay. When I first met you, yes. you may not remember this. And I was like standing on the prow of a ship, <laughs> my my beautiful like Hugh Grant haircut <laughs> flapping in the wind, glitter flying from my cheeks. I pulled off my sunglasses. You were like, who's that cool guy? <laughs> and that's how Crime Time was born. That's how Crime Time was born. No, tell me the fact. No. Okay. So I met you about... You know, a ways away. I think I met you about ago. six years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And we were staying in a cabin. True. And in the woods. In the woods. <laughs> and we hadn't met each other before then, but you told me you were reading Sue Grafton books. Right. Yeah. And I also love Sue Grafton. Yeah. And you said to me, this is when I first uh, found out that you only read things in order. Right. And you said, I've read A is for Alibi, B is for... Burglar. Burglar. And then you were like, I want to read C is for Corpse, but I haven't found it anywhere yet. Right. And yeah. you don't really like to go and buy new books. You're like, I like to find the old books in the shop. Like, right. I've worked for it. Well, it's not that I've worked for it. It's that I'm exceedingly stingy. <laughs> so even though i didn't know you that well in the back of my mind i always kept an eye out for c's for corpse oh really that's yeah. why i've got three copies <laughs> <laughs> you were like who's this nerd <laughs> nerd alert <laughs> i'm gonna read zed <laughs> <laughs> okay go on so the next fact is sue grafton used to work writing screenplays and she said that her work on screenplays cured her of any desire to work in Hollywood. So she refuses to sell the film rights or the TV rights to make any uh, Kinsey Malone films. Right. See, I was always wondering why there's no, because it's such a great series. Uh, And yeah, that's why she won't, she won't sell it. Not only that, would you like part two of this yes, Kinsey please, fact? Yes, Lay it this, on me. This Sue Grafton fact. She has reportedly threatened to haunt her children <laughs> if they ever sell the film rights. <laughs> like if she dies, yes. if she dies, you know what I'm saying? She may not She die. may not. Yeah. And, and they sell the film rights. She will haunt them. <laughs> Which well, I, think is, Sue- <laughs> I think is great. I'm just going to say, uh, if I ever have children... 
uh, and they don't sell the film rights for my biopic, I'm going to haunt them. <laughs> like, I'm like, you better be spruiking that, honey, because I'm going to be famous. I'm just taking parenting tips from this woman because I'm just going to, like, threaten my child or children with, I'm going to haunt you. <laughs> with hauntings. Bring in the bins or I will haunt you. <laughs> Unstack the dishwasher or I will haunt you. So on and so forth. Yeah, I think that's really A plus parenting. It's healthy, I think. Yeah, well, any parents who are listening in, don't listen to Lee ever. <laughs> Um, yeah. Yeah, or do. I'm going to say don't. So have you got any other facts up your sleeve? No, that's, I've, I've reached the end. I saved the best for last. That was the best one. I've got one. Oh, tell me. I bet it's not as good as mine. Oh, let's see. All right. When Sue Grafton started writing the Alphabet series, uh-huh. she was just going through a messy divorce. Right. And she said, if I don't write about murder, then I'm going to commit one on my ex-husband. Oh! <laughs> Oh, A plus fact. I'm going to say it's a draw. Okay, I'll take yeah, that. Right. Yeah, yeah, we're talking about Sue Grafton. Yes. And she's written A to X. Yeah. She's got Y coming out next month. Yeah, why? 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 <laughs> I know the premise of the new book if you want me to oh, share it. tell me. Okay, so there was a crime that happened in like 1975. Okay, right. So well before... The book's series even started. Yes. And okay. look, I don't know if this is actually factual. I read it really quickly or if I'm just right, like so you're talking just trash it right yeah. now. Okay, but this could be pure speculation. There was some kind of assault. It mm-hmm. was filmed. And then... <gasps> On like what? I don't know. That's why I'm like, was it really set in 1975? Because <laughs> what the heck would you film it on? Maybe it was one of those huge big cameras that you put on your shoulder. I don't know. I don't know. So... They definitely had cameras in 1975. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you're like... Oh, did they have a dinosaur? <laughs> was the dinosaur filming them? Was it like that? Was that like the Flintstones? Was it made of rock? Yeah, was it someone just following everyone around, chiseling? <laughs> so they found a wood cutting. <laughs> so, they, so this video was made of the assault and then the people are arrested that were mm-hmm, involved mm-hmm. and then the tape the tape goes missing of the oh evidence. Oh, my gosh. And one of the suspects is murdered. Oh, what? Uh, so I don't really know what happens from there, but that is Ooh. why is for yesterday, Sue Grafton, Ooh, coming out August 22nd. Now. So yesterday, it's like a cold case. Yeah. That's well and truly freezing. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Stupendous. Oh, wait. <laughs> so as I said at the start of this, I'm going to say excellent episode. I'm I'm having the time of my life. Top notch, high quality. A plus. I wish that I wasn't recording it so I could be listening to it. Right? Yeah. Yeah, we better finish up so we can play this back. (laughs) (laughs) And then remix it. What? What? (laughs) It's crime. Crime time. Crime time. Horror. Thriller. Fiction. Horror. You are going to make the best dorky parent. (laughs) (laughs) If anyone would like me to embarrass their kids. I do have a freelance business. <laughs> you do birthday parties. <laughs> Professional teenager embarrasser. Uh, so we've spoken at length many, many times about trash. I don't recall that. <laughs> <laughs> and... Who are you? How did you get in here? <laughs> this is my house. So we talk a lot of trash. We talk about a lot of trash. Okay, sorry. I'm going to let you go. Go on. <laughs> I was going to say speak for yourself. 
I am. Go on. <laughs> so yeah, we, we talk a lot of trash. We talk about a lot of trash. What do we mean when we say trash? Yeah. So we spoke about this way, way, way back when. I think maybe in our first episode when we were like, we love trash. Yeah. Throw me in the garbage. Throw me, let me ruffle around. <laughs> <laughs> Leave me here. I'll be sometime. <laughs> so what do we mean when we say that a book is... A plus golden trash. Yeah, because people might think that trash is like we're saying that it's crap. We're not. We're not. We're not. We're not. So for me, and obviously we're different people. Lee. Oh, tell me now. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you wait 54 years? <laughs> it's actually just the one person doing different voices. Oh my gosh, imagine if it was. Twist ending. It's a great idea. That's why we never do live appearances. That is so true. It's just edited to sound like we're talking over each other. To sound unprofessional. <laughs> <laughs> and some professional editing. But yeah, so trash. What is trash? For me, I think it's something that is super consumable. Mm. It's low-key predictable. Mm. But it's really... I don't know, it's accessible, it's fun. It's like getting on a roller coaster. You know where it's going to go, but it's still going to be fun. It's still going to thrill you. It's going to excite you. You know you're safe because you're, well, hopefully. Hopefully. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so that for me is like, what is trash? Like, you know, like something like CSI, it's really enjoyable to watch because you know the structure of the show. You've got uh, two crimes. Yes. They're usually linked thematically. Both alike in dignity. <laughs> Two crimes, <laughs> each alike in dignity. In fair Miami, where we lay our scene. <laughs> From initial <No>. clues, <laughs> spring to new evidence. Why did I start this? <laughs> where forensic science makes criminal minds well seen. Oh, that was good. Yeah. 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 But get back on track. From fourth. <laughs> no, no. I'm pressing the stop button. No, CSI. Shakespeare takes off his sunglasses. <laughs> yeah, no, so CSI, you know, you've got this structure, you've got the two crimes that happen at the start. Usually they're linked thematically, sometimes they're linked by like actual physical circumstances. Um, you've got the collection of evidence, you've got the interviewing of suspects, you've got the, you know, narrowing down of a couple of suspects, you've got some interpersonal moments, and then you've got the solving of it, usually culminating in a kind of briefing room confession. Yep. Or interrogation room confession, I guess, not the briefing room. I'd like to apologize. (laughs) (laughs) I'll accept that apology on behalf of myself and the listeners. How dare you mix mix that up. (laughs) Thank you so much. But yeah, so you know the structure of how it's going to go, but each episode is, you know, aesthetically or superficially different. So it's enjoyable, it's consumable, but you don't have to pay too much attention. Look, I completely agree with you. I often, a good trashy book, if I pick it up, Mm, to me is mm. like comfort food. Fully. In that you know what it's going to read like. Yeah. You know that it's going to be easily read. It's going to be well signposted. It's going to have like some really good ups that get you excited. And then it will resolve in a way that is satisfying. Yeah. And I don't mean that it's predictable in that you can guess the end. No. Because there are frequently books that I would classes like a grade trash that you know you get to the end of and you're like oh I could have guessed that but I didn't yeah and that's a really satisfying feeling you've been tricked it's that like kind of fun moment of oh I I, I absolutely had the wool pulled over my eyes in this really comfortable safe kind of way 
Yeah, my idea of trash has really shifted from when we first talked about Mm, it. Tell me how. Well, so I used to think of trash as I described it then, but I think now, and I used to think that maybe trash was like a bit lowbrow, but Mm -hmm, now I'm like, mm -hmm. I think maybe it's just something, it's a really good product. Like if you create trash and it's just easily consumable and really enjoyable that's a fantastic product and i've been reading like more literature Mm, mm. and a lot of what i read i'll put it down and i'll be like that was trash (laughs) and then my partner will be like that was top selling literature you just read and i'm like oh well maybe something that's just beautifully written really easy to read and like that you do in like one sitting yeah maybe there's a much more of a crossover than i realized i really think i I think you really hit the nail on the head there. Like, I think that often what I will categorize as trash fits into this idea of the genre fiction. Mm. So, you know, obviously we're dealing with crime, horror, mystery, suspense, thriller, those sorts of things. But I think that there are lots of things that I would class as some great trash that is actually considered to be like, you know, literature. Like Sherlock Holmes. Mm. When the Sherlock Holmes series was first penned or like printed or whatever it was meant to be consumed by the general public it wasn't meant to be this like highbrow thing and that really reflects in the way of like you know how readable it is how fun it is and all of these sorts of things I mean I would argue that you can't really guess the end but um yes Yes, that's a rant for another day (laughs) but I just think that yeah like it is trash it's great trash Mm. And I'm sure people used it to line their, like, drawers and, like, I don't know, clean off the coal smoke from their windows. I don't know. I'm trying to get Victorian no, yeah, here. I'm following you there. Lead the way. I feel like we're really on the same page about this. Yeah. Well, I'm glad. Guys, if you disagree with us, like, do you think trash just means it's bad? Mm. Are we using the wrong word? I disagree. But I just want to preemptively disagree with you. But get in touch. Let's have an argument. Yeah, Um, or or a respectful debate. (laughs) Because we're out of time now, but you can always catch us on Twitter at Crime Time Pod. You can email us at crimetimepodcast at gmail.com. You can comment on this very post on our website, crimetimepod.com. And if you have really enjoyed this episode and you're listening on iTunes, please send us some stars. I'm going to say five. Yeah, five would be good. Yeah. Five is a minimum. Five is a minimum. Yeah, (laughs) if you can go higher than five, that'd be good. And write a review on iTunes because that's how a lot of people find podcasts that's how we you know feel good about ourselves yeah and we just hit another milestone we just hit our forty-five thousand listens hello so the more we can get it out there the happier we will be i'd like to say a personal thank you to all 10 people who've listened to our <laughs> podcast forty-five thousand times bravo thank you for sticking in there but um until next week yeah bye bye